work it just a little bit. And so the reason intuition is so important is because it gets us out of the realm of predictability. It gets us out of our comfort zone and it pushes us to do more and to truly find fulfillment and to truly find joy. Welcome to the Reclaiming Purpose podcast with me, your girl, your hostess with the mostest and the founder of You Are Into It, Dana Lisa. Join me weekly here for wisdom drops on all things intuition. My methodology is the D3 method, and it teaches you how to discover your own joy GPS and reclaim your intuition, then decondition old people-pleasing or analysis paralysis so that you can transform on a belief level in your unconscious mind. And lastly, how to take deliberate aligned action and find liberation and fulfillment in all aspects of your life, including relationships, love, money, and career. My process uses a blend of human design, neuro-linguistic programming, and my own intuitive gifts to help you in reclaiming purpose in your life. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome. Today, I am excited to talk about what is intuition and why does it even matter? (laughs) Because I think that there's people who know about the concept of intuition, but they don't really care. And this is my cry for you to care about intuition because it can change your life. It can radically alter your life in the best possible way. And I want to explain to you how and how to get started with the discovery of your intuition and using it to change your life. So welcome. My name is Dana Lisa. I teach intuition intelligence to get wise, wealthy, and wicked sexy. And this came to light for me that this was my calling. This was my purpose through business coaching. So originally, when I started my business, I specialized specifically in search engine optimization, content strategy, blog creation, basically taking people's online presence and turning it into monetization. And I did that for a long time. It was a couple of years that I was really into very strategic, masculine energy, strategy-focused coaching and showing up in the online space with formulas and point A to point B systems that would plug and play and work for anybody. That was my idea of what business looked like. It was like basically cut the fluff, Who cares about intuition? Who cares about what you want to do? Let's do what works. (laughs) And that led me to having a content creation agency where I was creating content with a team of people that I was managing for multiple six and seven figure entrepreneurs in the online space. And it was a lot of fun. There was so much fun in it. And I loved taking on people's brand voice. I'm really good at being a chameleon copywriter. And it was a superpower and something that not everybody knows how to do. So I was super good at it. But it was definitely my zone of excellence, not my zone of genius. So if you don't know that concept, we all have a zone of competence, you know, things that we're okay at. We have a zone of excellence, which is things that we're incredibly good at that we could even teach other people. And most of us play in that realm because it's incredibly comfortable, right? It's consistent and comfortable. We know we're good at these things, but there's also this realm beyond that where we step into 
our zone of genius. And our zone of genius are things that we can do that nobody else can do. You have certain things that people see in you that you might not even acknowledge in yourself that are your natural, innate superpowers. And this is your zone of genius. And when we play in our realm of our zone of genius is when magic unfolds because we're bringing to the table something that is a unique wisdom that is brought to us by our own personal lived experiences that nobody else can bring to the table because Nobody else has had the same experiences that we've had. So this was me playing in my zone of excellence. I was so good at running this content creation agency. I was so good at taking on the brand voice of these multiple six and seven figure entrepreneurs. And I was so good at setting up these systems and these formulas that would get results. But it was like these kind of results where we were just plugging along and we were doing the formulas and it would get results and it was consistent and it was growing, but I knew that there could be more. I wanted to help people quantum leap into the reality that they wanted. And this was around the time that I discovered human design, which if you've ever heard of human design, it's this super cool system that is very similar to let's say astrology, because that's something that most people will be familiar with. In fact, human design uses astrology within the system. It also uses things like the ancient wisdom of the I Ching and some other modalities, ancient modalities, to create a holistic overview of how your own unique identity and your own unique aura and your own unique energy works in this, in this world, how you're here to show up, what your passion is, what your purpose is, what your joy GPS is, the things that are going to fulfill you. It gives a lot of insight into your own unique attributes. And it's kind of like a key or a roadmap to fulfilling success. And when I discovered human design, I was so excited because I had never really resonated with a modality like that before. I had tried some different things, but nothing had really stuck for me because there just wasn't resonance. And I am what's called a 1-3 profile in human design. I love to research things. I love to investigate, research, get to know concepts really, really well, like the back of my hand, and then share them with the world. And this was human design for me. It was like I had found my thing and I got so excited and I decided to delve into this mysterious world of learning this modality. And one of the ways that I decided to test out the theories that I was having in human design was by applying them to my zone of excellence. So I had this content creation agency and I had all of these really incredible clients, but the systems that I was using for these clients were the same across the board. I was using the same content strategy, the same plug and play documents and standard operating procedures to get a particular output. And even though that was working, I had a feeling that just like every other element of their business, because here's the thing, even though I was working with multiple successful people and I was in the back ends of their business, the first thing that I noticed was that all of their business models, all of their product suites, all of their marketing messaging, all of their brand voices, all of their team structures were radically different than each other's. So even though these people were all wildly successful, they were doing things very different from one another. 
And there, this is kind of when the gears started turning in my brain because I was like, you know, a lot of marketing that I see out there basically says that there's a one size fits all approach, right? It's like, you've seen it. You've seen the marketing headlines, like get my foolproof 10 step formula for success. Get my perfect email sequence for launching. Get my XYZ. It's guaranteed to work for you basically because it's worked for me <laughs> and it's worked for you know a small percentage of people who I've helped who have implemented it. But this realization blew that out of the water. Like the fact that I was helping all of these very successful entrepreneurs and all of their businesses were radically different on the inside meant that that marketing tactic of there's one size fits all approach for success was a lie. And so I decided, okay, I am realizing through being in the back end of all of these successful companies that there is a way to make any strategic business model work if it's the one that truly aligns with the person who's running the company. And how do we find what strategies align with what human? Like, how do we connect the dots? How do we know? Oh, okay, here I have this type of person. This is the best strategy that's going to work for them. So I decided to apply a theory. Again, my 1-3 profile in human design, research things, investigate things, and trial and error. That's like my favorite method to learning. And so I applied this same concept to my business, and I decided to find out the human design of all of my different clients who I was creating content for. And I decided to basically do like a cross-correlational study. I was like, if I can look at who is what human design type in my client base, and I can see what successful strategies are working for them, I can start to see where certain strategies work for certain types of human design, profiles, strategies, and types, and I can start to see what's not working for those same human design elements, and I can start to build unique systems for success for people who are going to actually fulfill them. Like certain strategies burn certain types of people out and it's not realistic for them to scale a business when it's burning them out. So I wanted to find a way to be able to identify what strategies were going to work for certain types of people that they would be able to use them, implement them, find fulfilling success and scale it without burning out. And I started to see that. I started to see that there was like certain types of strategies certain types of business models and certain types of showing up in their business that allowed people of particular human design types to thrive. And so this is kind of like the moment that I had a little bit of a existential crisis, if you will. I realized that the way that I had built my business and my business model the reason it wasn't working for me is because I had built it on what I was told was going to be successful and what I thought I should be doing and doing all of these things out of a sense of obligation of having to rather than what was actually going to bring me my unique success and what was going to fulfill me and make me happy and satisfied. And I happened to be at this event for an NLP which is neuro-linguistic programming. It's a way of working with the unconscious mind in order to reprogram our belief systems in the unconscious to align them with what we want. 
and I was doing an NLP certification and the person who was running the NLP certification was one of my content creation clients. And while I was at her event, we got on the topic of human design and she started talking to me about the human design types and she was so excited. And then come to find out, she was also a projector. So if you're, if you're not familiar with human design, there's five different human design types. And one of them is called a projector. There's also generators, manifesting generators, manifestors, and reflectors. And I told her I was a projector too. And as soon as I told her I was a projector, because she was also familiar with human design, she asked me, really like you're a projector how's your current business model working for you because she obviously knew what my business model was because she was my client and in that moment I just burst into tears <laughs> I had I had a meltdown at the event because I said it's not like I'm exhausted I love my clients but the work that I'm doing is sucking out my soul I'm so drained I feel like I don't have any time for myself and I'm making a lot of money but at the end of the day, I'm not taking anything home because I'm pouring that money back into my business, trying to keep it afloat. So not only is it energetically draining me, it's financially draining me and I feel trapped. And her being the amazing human that she is told me like, it's more important for you to be happy. It's more important that you're fulfilled. So even though you're doing such amazing work for me. And this is clearly something that you're excellent at. It doesn't mean that it's your purpose. It doesn't mean that it's your zone of genius and your happiness is more important. And I flew back from Boston to Bali because I was living in Bali, Indonesia at the time. And on the way back, I just cried the whole time. I was like, how am I going to make money? I love my clients so much. Do I really want to close down my six-figure business? Like, is this really the best thing for me? And by the time that I had landed in Bali, Indonesia, I had convinced myself somehow that what I wanted was to keep my business, even though it was sucking my soul and draining me energetically and financially. My saboteur shadow, who knows me so well, my inner my inner shadow, my inner critic who has so much conditioning and knows me inside and out basically convinced me that I should keep my business because it was safe, right? It was safe and it was comfortable and it was predictable, just like staying in your zone of genius is. But my intuition had told me that I was meant for more. And this is why our intuition is so important. Our intuition is so important and it matters so much because it's constantly calling us to our highest potential. Our intuition isn't concerned with what makes logical sense. It's concerned with our happiness, our fulfillment, and making our soul fully expressed in this lifetime. And when we don't listen to our intuition is when we end up doing the things that make the most logical, analytical sense and ignoring our higher purpose and our calling in this world, which inevitably leaves us feeling like we're meant for more because we are. And we have three different operating systems that we run on at any given time. We have not only our intuition, but we also have instinct and we also have our intellect. And our instinct is fine-tuned, okay? Our instinct has been working for 
millions of years. It keeps our heart beating. It keeps our blood pumping. It keeps us scared when something bad that could hurt us is around. Like our instincts are on point. You don't think about blinking your eyes. You don't think about beating your heart. You don't think about pumping the blood through your body. It just happens because our instinct is there supporting us and it's fine-tuned and it is good to go. But intellect is more new. Intellect is something that came around more recently when we developed our brains more and our prefrontal cortex came on board and we were able to rational think and we got a consciousness. And since consciousness came online, we have been heralding intellect as the best way to make decisions, as the one and only way to make decisions and to get a solution. But the thing with intellect is it's naturally limited in its capacity. Intellect works with what we know. It works with what makes sense. It works with what we can see with our senses. And because of that, we're naturally limited by our intellectual capabilities because your intellect is only going to get you to a point that makes sense from your current perspective. Your intuition, however, is the voice of your soul. It's the voice of your spirit. And your intuition is going to be telling you that more than you can possibly understand or make sense of or rationalize with intellect is possible for you. And so the reason intuition is so important is because it gets us out of the realm of predictability. It gets us out of our comfort zone and it pushes us to do more and to truly find fulfillment and to truly find joy and to become an embodied authentic expression of our soul that is going to feel so good for us because it's one thing for people to look at you from the outside and to say wow they're so successful their life looks amazing and it's a whole other thing for you to feel successful and to feel gratified and to feel fulfilled and what is success without fulfillment? It's just a piece of paper or an award on the wall or a degree or a certain amount of money in the bank account. But if none of those things are bringing you fulfillment and joy and success in an intrinsic way, then what was the point of them in the first place? So the reason intuition matters so much is because it takes us out of our zone of excellence or our zone of competence and gets us into our zone of genius and gets us inviting in more than we even knew was possible for us. So I, I want to ask you, are you playing in your zone of genius? Are you following your intuition? And if you are or aren't, it doesn't matter. The better question is, are you fulfilled? Are you happy? Is everything that you're doing bringing you success along the way? Because this life is about so much more than the destination. The destination is awesome if it brings you fulfillment and success and happiness. But what if you could have fulfillment and success and happiness along the entire journey? Because the journey is your life. If the destination is what's at the end, then don't you want to be happy and successful and fulfilled along for the whole ride, like along the whole way? I'm thinking right now about how Picasso was in his 60s by the time that he became famous and started making any money. But by that time, he had thousands of works of art and he had so many stories stories of people that he had met and ways that his art had opened doors for him. And he was genuinely someone who really devoted 
his life to his intuition. And in the end, he got to his destination. But it was the works of art that became his legacy. But his fulfillment and his joy and his happiness was the stories that he had along the way to becoming the legacy that he is today. And I want the same for you. I'm sending you so much love wherever you are in the world. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I'll talk to you really soon. All right, Intuits, that's all for this week. But I will catch you here on Reclaiming Purpose next week. And if you want more of this type of content, you can go check out the offers on youareintuit.com. The link is in the show notes. And for a chance to win a one-year subscription to all of our workshops and programs, go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can enter you into our quarterly draw. I will talk to you guys so soon and have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world.